Does anybody know that he is wonderful? Not only is he wonderful, he's also marvelous. He's done so much for all of us that we owe him so much praise. But we also owe him our obedience. Amen. There is a word. There's a word located in the book of Isaiah, the 43rd chapter. And we want to look at, starting at verse 18. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Isaiah, which could be called the gospel according to Isaiah, chapter 43. We're going to begin at the 18th verse. If you have it, you should see these words. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, because I will give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give, my, to give drink to my people, my chosen, this people I have formed for myself, they shall declare my praise. For a few moments, I'm going to share with us from the thought, out with the old, in with the new. Out with the old, in with the new. It's interesting how the turn of a calendar can spark the thoughts and desires of new beginnings, a new perspective, new hopes, new dreams, and hopefully a new willingness to do something out with the old and in with the new is a phrase that we often use. We use it when we want to take stock and take inventory of our lives. We look at the things that we have and we look at the things that we no longer need. There's going to be some furniture put out on the curb going to be some clothes hopefully donated to the Salvation Army. It's a time when we take inventory, when there's a new year, when we really truly take inventory of what we consider to be old and not functioning, and we're looking to replace it with something new. This phrase suggests that in order to move forward, we must let go of the old things that can potentially hold us back. To take advantage of what is new, we must be willing to let go of what 
is old. To embrace the future, we must first let go of the past. But we have to consider ourselves in this equation too. Have we considered or even evaluated or even taken inventory of ourselves, of our behaviors, our attitudes, our dispositions, our unforgiveness of other people, the way that we talk about other people? Are we willing to let those things go so that God can replace them with something new? You know, it's, it's interesting, in order to really fully embrace the newness of life that we have in Christ, are we willing to reflect and let go of our hurt and pain? That's a personal question. Are we willing to let go of that pain in order to be open to what God is going to give to us in his peace and his love. When it comes down to crossing over to a new year, all of us have one of two different perspectives. We can either look at the new year as an opportunity to embrace the possibilities of the unknown, or we can look at the new year with dread of the unknown with fear and even frustration. The truth of the matter is, brothers and sisters, this pandemic seems to be going nowhere. In fact, the numbers keep going up as new strains of, of COVID continues to run rampant. Inflation is on the rise. Have you been to Kroger lately? Have you been to Myers? You notice that the shelves are not as fully stocked as they used to be. Racial tension in our country is starting to boil over. Gas prices are high. Food prices are high. It seems like our bills, DTE, is high. Do I have a witness in here? And it seems as though that things are not getting better. And I have a sober truth to share with us that things may not get better, but it doesn't rob us of the opportunity for you and I to get better. Do I have a witness in here? Just because the date of the calendar has changed doesn't mean that our circumstances have changed. The same circumstances, the same heartache, the same pain, the same stresses that you had on December 31st, trust me when I tell you it carried over to January 1st. Do I have a witness? But here's what I know that God's grace and mercy doesn't wait for the calendar to roll over to do something new in our lives. He's searching for those who are 
committed to Christ and in growing in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. So as we begin this new year, how do we identify the former things that God does not want us to remember? What do we need to do in order to see the new things that God has in store for you and I? What are the provisions of God during difficult times and circumstances? And lastly, how do we declare the praise of God? Well, here's the main idea of our text that I want to share with us. We cannot properly anticipate the possibilities of what God has in store for us if we hold on to an improper view of our past experiences with God. The fact of the matter is God wants to do something new in our lives. But if we hold on to how he delivered us before, we can miss the opportunity and chances to see how he can deliver us right now. Do I have a witness? Isaiah says in verse 18 of the 43rd chapter, he says, do not remember the former things nor consider the things of old. You see, to understand what Isaiah is actually referring to, we need to go back a couple verses. At verse 16, specifically, where it says, Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea and a path through mighty waters. In verse 17, he continues to say, who bring forth the chariot and horse, the army and the power, they shall lie down together, they shall not rise, they are extinguished, they are quenched like a wick. What is Isaiah referring to here? God is reminding Israel as they are held in Babylonian captivity, God is reminding them that, yes, he delivered them from Pharaoh's army. Yes, he parted the Red Sea. Yes, they crossed over on dry ground. And when Pharaoh's army had hotly pursued them, they were covered up by the waters that God had held back for his people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that we can all agree and testify and know that all of us have had some Red Sea moments. All of us have had some moments where God has delivered us. All of us have had some moments where God has made a way out of no way. But here's the thing, church, that we need to do. We can't arrest, we can't have ourselves held back to what God has done in the past because God is looking to do a new thing. Anybody know what I'm talking about in here? Has God delivered you from anything? 
Has God made a way out of no way for you? Has God had, had trampled over your enemies when they tried to come and eat up your flesh? Has God made a way for you today? If he's done so, then you ought to give him praise right now. Yeah, God provides a way of escape. God will deliver us. But here's the problem. When we narrow our expectation of how God delivered us before, and we expect that he's going to do the same thing now. Let me tell you something. He is God. And by the fact that he is God, he can deliver us out of any situation. You don't have to look for God to deliver you the same way that he did it before. Just trust and know that he will deliver you. Somebody knowing here that God has stepped in and made a way out of no way. If we're going to be out with the old and in with the new, we, we can't afford to stay stuck in the events and the extent of our past. There's a difference between remembering our experiences and remaining in our experiences. Yeah, yeah, we should always remember all the wonderful things that God has done for us. We should always recall his goodness and his mercy. But it, comes, it becomes a real issue when we stay stuck there. To remain in the past means that we are actually limiting ourselves from the experiences that God wants to engage us in. Our perspective on God's deliverance can limit our ability to see his power and his presence in our lives today. What worked for grandmama may not work for you. Yeah. Israel had a problem. They had a problem with the way that they were remembering what God had done for them. They became stuck. They became limited in their perspective on an almighty God. They felt like that God could only deliver them in one way. They were looking for God under this Babylonian captivity that they were held in. They were looking for another Red Sea experience. But let me tell you, brothers and sisters, that God doesn't need a Red Sea to deliver us. He don't need a Red Sea to deliver them. He was telling them right there in the moment that, hey, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Here's why. If we remain in the past, we can formulate the wrong perspective of what God is doing in our lives. We can formulate the wrong perspective. The word perspective means our mental point of view. God has 
delivered us, but our perception of God's power can be limited if we stay stuck in the past. God wants to do a new thing in our lives. So how do we actually experience the newness that God has promised to not only to Israel, but how do we experience it even right now as the church? Well, the way that we can experience it is by simply letting go of the past. And every day that God wakes you up, God is going to do a new thing in your life. Let me say that again. Every day that God wakes us up is the opportunity for us to experience the new things that God has for us. Every day is not the same. Amen. There are new challenges. There are new highs. There are new lows. There are things to be praying for. There are things to be praising him for. We cannot simply subjugate God to just one thing. He is an awesome God. And in his power, and, 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 and listen, don't you know about his power, that it was his power that woke you up this morning? It was his power that allowed you to see a new day. It was his power that you had two eggs in the refrigerator and a pack of bacon. It was his power that gave you a piece of car to drive. It was his power that allowed you to have some gainful employment. It was his power that let you to wait on the mailman to get a check. It's by his power. That's why David said in the 63rd number of Psalms, God has spoken once. Twice I've heard this, that power belongs to God. Power belongs to God. You see, God's power is not regulated by what the calendar says but by the fact that we were able to cross over into a new year. Here's something that, that I want us to know. It really doesn't matter if we crossed over into a new year, if we still gonna do the same old us. Did you hear what I said? It doesn't matter that we crossed over to a new year, if you still going to plan to be the same old you. It, it, it's something wrong with that. All of us should be striving to be conformed to the image of Christ. And if you look in the reflection of God's word, you know exactly what you need to work on. Maybe that's why some of us don't look at his word. Because you do know that his word is a mirror that reflects his truth back into our lives. So if you're stuck in the past, if you feel as though that God can only do something one way, go ahead and let it go. Paul reminds us in Philippians 3.13, brethren, 
I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward toward those things which are ahead. Verse 14 says that, listen, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. You can't press forward if you're looking backward. God has an expectation for you and I. The only way that we can press forward toward anything that we want to accomplish in 2022 is the fact that we have to let some things go. Let it go. Let it go. It's causing you more harm. Let it go. Whatever it is, those people that you just simply won't forgive, let it go. Those people that did you wrong yesterday, let it go. Here's why you can let it go. Because when we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And if God can't forgive us, who are we not to forgive one another? I wish I had a witness in here. Now, I want to be clear. God isn't saying in this text that he doesn't want Israel to remember the Red Sea crossing. What he's simply saying is that he doesn't want them to be paralyzed by the way that God had delivered them then. The same God that delivered them, the same God of Exodus, is the same God that is able to deliver them from their Babylonian captivity. And that's true for us today, right? Don't look for God to deliver you or provide an Exodus for you the same way that he did in 2021. God doesn't need a calendar. He's just looking for a people who will commit themselves to Christ. And if you commit yourself to Christ, God can take care of the rest. It's something different, right? What we choose to remember and the things that we don't remember. I remember a story about a young preacher who was shocked by one of his favorite evangelists who made this statement. The evangelist said, I have spent the happiest moments of my life in the arms of another man's wife. Yeah, and for added effect, he said it again. Yes, I have spent some of the most happiest moments of my life in the arms of another man's wife. The crowd was stunned. They were speechless. You could hear a pin drop. But after a brief pause, the evangelist added that that woman was my mother. You'll get that when you get home. The young preacher was so impressed, Pastor Twyman, he said, man, I got to take that. I got to take that on the road with me. So he decided that he was going to use that in a future preaching engagement. So not after long, the young man was speaking before a civics club, and that's where he decided 
at the spare of the moment that he was going to utilize the evangelist's clever story. The young preacher got up and said before the crowd, I've spent some of the happiest moments of my life in the arms of another man's wife. He panned the crowd and he enjoyed the shock and surprise on their face. So he said it again, and this time with even more confidence. Yes, I said it. The happiest moments I ever spent in life was in the arms of another man's wife. And then after a long pause, he said it again, but it was a little bit different. He didn't say it with much confidence as he did before. So he said, yes, I spent some of the happiest moments of my life in another man's wife's arms. And for the life of me, I can't remember her name. You'll get it when you get home. It's not about what we know to remember, but we also need to know why we should remember. So if it's going to be out with the old and in with the new, there's going to be a reality that we have to face in 2022 that we must remain confident that God's new thing is the, the God's new things is best seen in the unexpected. God's new things is best seen in the unexpected. So again, we share with you that Israel was held captive by the Babylonians. Think about this period of time of their lives. The Jerusalem temple was destroyed. They were taken away from their homes. They were brought into a foreign land. Their families and their culture were being dismantled. And after all that has occurred and after all that has happened, God sends a word through Isaiah to encourage them in their moment of despair. Verse 19 says that God says, Behold, I will do a new thing. This is an affirmation from God that he is going to do something on their behalf. He is going to do something that they cannot do for themselves. He's going to do a new thing. In other words, don't look at me to do something that you saw before because you've shown in your disobedience, you've shown in your lack of faith that you didn't appreciate what I did for you before. But now God says that I'm going to do a new thing. You see, God is taking responsibility for carrying out the new thing. He's the author of the new thing. He is in complete control of the new thing. But here's the catch. It's not going to be in the way that you experienced before. Every believer, under the sound of my voice, has some of the same experiences with God's new thing. That's why Paul could write in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 
I like the way that the elders said it back in the day. I looked at my hands and they looked new. I looked at my feet and they did too. God is to be glorified in here today because if he can make a change in my life, if he can make a difference in my life, he can surely make a difference in yours. Yeah. God has done some great, some great things. I don't know about you, but how is God actually going to do a new thing? This is where it gets deep. But see, he, he goes on to say that, listen, I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Think about that. I don't hang out in the woods that much. But I'm pretty sure I've never seen a road in the middle of the wilderness. I've never been to a desert before. But I'm pretty sure I've never seen any rivers or water that are running through the desert. Israel has some experiences with being in the wilderness. They have some experiences with being in the desert. Throughout their travels, they spent a lot of time in the wilderness. And it was because of their own doing. When they refused to take control or take hold of the land that God had promised them. In fact, the record declares that God wiped out an entire generation in the wilderness. God would do anything to accomplish his will and purpose in our lives. And God had promised them. He, he, he allowed them to wander like that so they can know and understand that I am your God. I'm your all in all. I'm what you need. And not only am I what you need, I have what you really don't deserve. But the same is true for you and I today. How many of us are not taking God at his word? How many of us are still stuck in the same fear from 2020 that has kept us out of God's house in 2021? No, oh, I know. I, I, I know that's a hard pill to swallow. And it's more than likely that if you have that type of fear, it's more than likely that you're going to use that same excuse that you used in 2021 and 2022. Listen, don't you know that the same God that protected you in 2020 and 2021 will be the same God that will protect you in 2022? God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. How many of us have allowed our fear to disable our faith from what God has promised in our lives? He promised that surely you, you could count on the promises of God. You could count on the, his promises that he would never leave you nor forsake you. You could count on his promise when he says that surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He promised to go and prepare a place for us that where he is that we may be 
also. God has made some promises, but every time that you pick up his word, there is his promises. Last time I checked, God has not broken one promise. And if he made a promise today, trust me, you can take it to the bank and know that it's going to come to fruition. Yeah, I, I, I know many of us don't see the unexpected things that God is doing in our lives. Many of us struggle with the fact that God is doing a new thing. How do we know that God is doing a new thing? When we still feel the old way. Well, here's the thing I want to recommend to you, my brothers and sisters. Let go of the old way that you feel and embrace what God has for you in the moment. Because I dare not put my trust in nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly leaning unto Jesus, Jesus' name. But here's what it's all about. That after God has done a new thing in your life, after you have let go of your past, after you have let go of the ways that God has delivered you, here's one thing I want you to know, that we were created to declare his praise. Do I have a witness in here? God says that he had formed the children of Israel for himself and that they shared declare his praise. And this is speaking in a future tense, but it also speaks to us right now that if God has delivered you over any mountains, if God has delivered you over any rivers, you ought to declare his praise right now. God is doing some wonderful things to us. He created us to praise him. And in his praise, we ought to be witnesses of his redeeming power. Yeah. Through Christ, we have the opportunity to praise him. We praise him because according to Ephesians 1 and 4 through 6, he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to the adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. If you don't have no other reason to praise God, make sure that you praise him for the fact that you are accepted in the beloved. Oh, but we got a reason to declare his praise. Why? Because in Peter, in 1 Peter 2 and 9, we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Do I have a witness in here? The reason that we can declare his praise because I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply 
stained within, seeking to rise no more. But the master of the sea, he heard my despairing cry. And from the waters, he lifted me. Now safe am I. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. And the reason that I know that love lifted me, because love said, and I, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Well, how was he lifted up from the earth? One fright on the hill called Golgotha. Jesus hung upon an old rugged cross. He was hung between two thieves. He is beaten to such a point that you couldn't even recognize that he was a man. Jesus died on that cross. He was buried in the borrowed tomb. But early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. He declared that all the power in heaven and earth is in my hand. And that power that's in Jesus' hand makes it easy for us to be out with the old and in with the new. God bless you. There might be someone here as we all stand together. There might be someone here who doesn't know.